Welcome back to Grunts in Appalachia. This is John Creamer, Brandon McGuire, Nate Kingsley. And today we are on episode 31. 31, big, wow. Big 3 1. That's a bunch of episodes. I mean, I remember episode one. And actually, we have a special guest today um, who's been here before. Our and, first repeat offender. Yeah, and what, what episode was. Uh, our guest. Here, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I don't I don't I remember. I remember the name. I remember the name of it. I just I don't remember. But he uh, he's been behind the scenes this whole time. Uh, developed a logo. Had a, was a great guest on our on that podcast when we were in our infancy. You know that was episode eight, and we enjoyed you and uh, Yorgi. I, I call you Polychronopolis. So you you have to pronounce your last name, Yorgi. You mean Alexandropolis? Yeah, yeah that's I got correct. You. Thanks uh, for having me back, guys. That's yeah, really welcome good. back, man. Glad to have you. I'm like I said, I'm glad that you're a, a integral part of this team. So, and you, we benefit from your help all the time. So it's great. Not and he's got a, and he's got a great beard as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm Everybody. trying to catch up to old Mountain Man over here. <laughs> good luck, dude. Good luck. <laughs> now, now that I got my Mad Viking beard products, dude, I can't I can't be caught. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's talk about this. So it's been a week with the products, right? I've used them every day. I have as well. Nate, you using them every day? Yeah. I mean, look at you. Yeah. Glorious <laughs> bastard. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm at, I've actually not even started using the products that I just received because I was already using Mad Viking products. So once they're gone, I'll uh, transition into the, the new stuff. So I'm actually kind of excited to get a new scent rocking, you know. My scent is the best out of the three. I don't know. I don't I know. Like I, 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 so I guess between me and you for a week, you've been on it a week. I've been on it a week. Uh, how do you feel? What's what's going on? I feel like it's made my beard a little more fluffy because I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of like I, a wire hair, right? Nice and, and soft. It's, yeah. and it's, 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 gotten, it's softer, it's far more lush. Yeah, I, th- I think it's softer <laughs> for sure. My pillow smells great, by the way. <laughs> yes, which yes. is that's an added bonus. So, my my only downfall is I got one of the ones that's a squirt bottle instead of a dropper, and I squirted in my hand and it shot all over my shirt. That that's happened and to me before. I've heard. Sounds like a normal regular everyday problem. Yeah, yeah. gross. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you know, moving actually, on. Actually. Um, I, I don't apply it to my hands. I apply it right to the beard and brush it. So I, I don't even put it on my hands. Well, you told me. This is what you told me. I remember you saying this to me. Spray it in your hand, and then afterwards you can take it and you can wipe it on the back of your hand and make your knuckles nice and soft as well. I mean, you did I, tell me that. Yeah, I guess I probably did that when I had a little beard like you anyway. So <laughs> that's fine. That's or maybe fine. just shave, dude. <laughs> I've, I've, got the, I've, got the your, I've got the Viking hair. Give your gear your products right now. <laughs> My product's in the mail. I'm just waiting on it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Appalachian Ales and Tails this week. We are. I'm out, we're just drinking regular drinks this week. We don't really have something. We're actually curious to hear from you, listeners, on what your favorite beers are. And I, I, we want something that we've never heard of. If you can come up with that, it'd be great. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll do some research on it. If we if we can find it here local, we'll we'll get our hands on it and try it and sample it. But at the same time, if we can't, then we'll you know we'll reference you uh, next week or the week after something like that. Just saying, hey, you know, and trying to generate that interaction with the listeners. You know, we we do this for you guys, and I love it when I'm when people send in you know even if it's just questions or that a boys or just you know pats on the back i mean it, it all of that stuff's awesome but you know if you you guys are listening to us all the time you know we, we like to try new things and if we can't try it we like to just let our listeners know that they're they're you know something's out there that they may have never heard of either so you know it'd be it'd be cool if everybody could if people could just hit us with something yeah know? i mean and, and we'll I'll, I'll go ahead and throw that up on our social media too i'll put the question out there so we can 
maybe get some interaction. What is our social media, John? Our social media is Facebook, Grunts and Appalachia. Instagram, Grunts underscore in underscore Appalachia. We also have Twitter, YouTube. Uh, website. Website, www.gruntsandappalachia.com. And all of those awesome designs that we have came from Yorgi himself. That is correct. T-shirts now too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We can order designs. T-shirts. Yeah, it was the Teespring, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something that we're gonna we'll do a few here and there, um, and like giveaways and and those kind of things. Again, kind of motivating uh, you, the listener, to interact. Um, and hopefully getting new uh, listeners as well. But we're gonna have we're gonna have the ability for you guys to uh, our loyals or you know whatever to get swagged up and rock some pretty cool pretty cool gear rocking Yorgi's logo. So Woo. I love that logo. Yeah, me too. It's I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> and you know tying that into uh, the local brewers around here, local brewers anywhere close to us. You know, hey, give us a shout out. Send us something. You know, we'll trade you a shirt for some for some leads on what I mean, you got out there i mean we just want to we don't know where everything is we don't know where everything is we know what's in our backyard we're comfortable there and we need to know what else is out there and we're also interested if you make your own moonshine yes yeah yeah I mean, we're, 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 we're in the heart of appalachia so i mean sure yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of people that make their own moonshine around here but they don't talk about it right i don't, well, they think don't, they don't have to talk about it. It. just find me yeah, okay I got i'm you. typically i'm typically <laughs> somewhere uh having lunch every I mean, day in huntington wink i got yeah. you we, we can establish safe we can establish safe, <laughs> safe words, passages, yeah, words, safe words and different stuff, things yeah. that you know code we, we can write a whole code if that's what it requires so you know however however anybody wants to do it we'll make we'll make it happen that's for sure all right, we're going to jump in here. Yorgi, I want you to jump in on this because uh, and, and talk a little bit about this company. We have Brash Tactical sent us a box this week. And that's going to be our Grunts Gear and Grunts Gadgets. Gear and, gadgets. So, and Yorgi, you're, you're sponsored by this company, correct, for yeah. tactical shooting? Yeah, for USPSA shooting, Brash Tactical was one, uh, about my second or third sponsor. They reached out to me in mutual conversations. A uh, good friend, uh, Chris Scarberry, is a marketing guy for them, and I was talking to him, and he started sending me out some of the products, slings, belts, all kinds of stuff. And my biggest thing about it, everything's American made, American materials made in the United States. Number one, most important thing to me. It's about impossible to find that <clears throat> yeah. entire, yeah. like completely from start to finish. I mean, I, there's things that you see like, oh, uh, American materials assembled in Vietnam, or you see, yeah. or you see like whatever made in Vietnam with America. Yeah, like, and they try to. They try to church it up, but yeah. uh, the bottom line is you wouldn't have Vietnam or you wouldn't have China or you wouldn't have whatever on there if there w- if it wasn't more of that. So, you know, 100% American made, obviously, all of us veterans and things like that, you know, we, we, we support that. And that's a huge point for us, too. I mean, yeah. obviously, clearly. And cool thing, <clears throat> Chris and some of the guys up that Brash Tactical are all veterans, too, you know, great doing business with them just helping them market out everything for them too and uh get to try out all the products before you know they even prototypes all that stuff i get to try most of it out and yeah te- gear testing is gear is testing awesome, is awesome and i stand by their product you know i want to put it on the back of my jersey if i didn't think it was a good product and their <laughs> slings they hold weight i can sit my big butt on a sling and it will hold my weight the entire time which is kind of cool yeah and then the belts belts are tough i've put my belts through hell i use one of my belts as a vice padding for no, i know they have ones. they have multiple kinds of belts yeah they so. have different they, they have your standard leather belt which is like your one ply leather with a standard buckle 
a great belt. They have a hybrid belt that is a nylon backing on a leather belt, which is good. Adds a little rigidity to it. Uh, my favorite belt is the uh, tri-hybrid, I guess you would call it. It's a leather belt with kydex and uh, nylon. It's rigid. It will hold your pants up while you're not wearing them. <laughs> it's, and much less when you do wear them. You know, when I carry, my pants never sag with that hybrid belt. You know, it went inside the waistband or outside the waistband. Well, I mean, yeah. with carrying, I mean, if you're, if you got, if you're, you know, carry, even if you got like a ruck on or a pack, yeah. or uh, even if you're wearing a tool belt, yeah, you got you know, gear, your tool top, belt. Yeah. I mean, anything, I mean, just from, you know, tactical side to workforce to, you know, adventuring. Uh, you know, I mean, it's that's a huge thing. I mean, nobody wants to be on the trail, be in the fight, or be on the job constantly hiking up pants and pissing with a belt and stuff like. You know, I mean, it just it's it slows production. It slows you know all of the. You know, it's, it's not just, as comfortable either. Yeah. Right, exactly. You, you know, I mean, pants where they are is the best one and place for them. If you're an everyday carry guy, uh, for our listeners that don't really have much to do with tactical world or understand things yeah. explain the acronyms like in the belt waistline yeah so in the belts when you're carrying your your holster and your weapon inside of the waistline of your pants so it's basically sandwiched in between your pants and your body and then outside the waistband obviously is when your holster is clipped on the outside of your pants and those those acronyms are just like o, otw otw that's why yeah. I, that's what i wanted you to tell you because some people would look at that and be you'll be at a gun shop and you hear a woman that's buying her first pistol yeah or home defense and the gun guy sits there says oh you need an IWB oh, yeah. and, and she's like oh what do you mean <laughs> well yeah. or if they decide to go on brash tactical's website and start ordering a belt that we're going to talk about here you know or we're talking about right now you know they kind of if they're novice or new to that i mean not insulting anyone's intelligence yeah. but it, it's a good heads up for them to know what they're you know when you're looking yeah. at any kind of belt or holster or, or however you know oh yeah it's so good to know those things yep and if you got a belt to match it's perfect so yeah. let's let's crack that box yeah over. they sent us they they sent us a box so, yeah uh, yeah yeah we'll let uh brandon open that up oh i got handed the paperwork either paperwork or stickers i guarantee yeah. it's stickers we don't hate stickers. We, yeah, we like yeah, stickers. Yeah, we don't. We definitely. Uh, so opening the box, looking at box, looking at everything we, right now, I can tell you it's uh, definitely a professional package, uh, which is huge. I don't know if you guys order off Amazon, but sometimes you get some pretty shoddy packaging. So the packaging's great. We got a bunch of a uh, bunch of stickers. A uh, bunch of stickers. We'll throw those up all over town. We have yeah. a very lengthy letter written to us that uh, I will read it, and I don't want to bore the listener by reading it online or online. I said online but you can i mean but, but again just kind of just kind of going with the, the packaging and the in the letter you know i mean it's extremely well put together you can tell it it wasn't just like hey, me type up something real quick i mean it's a two-page letter uh i don't know how to read so john's gonna john john will tell me what it says so uh I hope he. I hope he tells me what you, got, what you wrote but for you. That'd be good too. Yeah, However, next time, yeah, if you could have a, a child, yeah. like yeah. Crayons, draw, we'll draw, draw crayons. Crayon. Yeah. Yeah. Brash tactical. Yeah. It's hard for me book. to draw a crayon because I, I wind up eating them. Picture book. Yeah, that's. I don't have any because I ate them. Yeah, I ate them. Personalized boxes to. Oh, hey, me, John, and Brandon. I think yeah. I, got, I think My, I got the fat guy size, didn't I? Yeah, well, I don't know. Your box is a little bigger. <laughs> I really like how they package their belt in the yeah, box too. A, Am I the only one that has my name in a heart? Uh, yeah, sorry. awesome. Just, I just want everyone to know I'm the favorite. Was it? Was it really in a heart? Yeah, I'm the favorite. Yeah, can only imagine. Oh, and the belt comes in a nice little bag. Now, I don't have the 
I don't know, Yorgi, you're going to have to tell me. You spoke of the hybrid and then the um, Kydex interior. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Kydex. Oh, so it's, I got the... It's Kydex sandwich, a sandwich in between the nylon and leather. Oh, so I got the cat's ass. I got the yeah, best that's one. It. That's yeah, good. we got... Yeah. I, we all got the same one, yeah. Yeah, that's nice, man. It's just that's the one... Nice. So this is the belt that you wear. Yeah, it's so one, one I wear every day. I love it. I'm going to start wearing this one every day. I've been wearing it about, I don't know, eight or nine months now, and not a bit of wear on the really? belt. Yeah, you, it's you crazy. You guys can hear, you know, all the belts, the, the buckles and stuff. I mean, and this is nice... Supple leather. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's real, real leather, real good leather. Yeah, it's, and uh, they're not expensive. I don't know the price off the top of my head. Yeah. I know their standard leather belt runs about twenty bucks. Right. You know. Yeah. When you go anywhere else and try to get a leather belt, I mean, you go to Walmart and they're over twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't even know if it's real leather. Yeah. It's exactly real leather. Probably made somewhere else. I mean, this. Yeah. I can just tell by the. I can tell the craftsmanship in this. Well, that's belt. a new belt. I haven't seen so, that one. So yet. this is the new uh, undercover belt. Yeah. So check that out. Yeah. So it looks like a like a riggers belt. A riggers belt. Right. Velcro. Real nice. It's about the same. That's a that's a good looking belt. Yeah. It's it's rigid too. And that'd be probably really good for like your tactical. That'd be yeah your tactical yeah. and. Yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah, I don't. That's great. That goes with That's some, good yeah, some, some cami bottoms or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but talking with Yorgi and then talking, uh, with John and Brandon, I mean, the, the person that, you know, his name was what? Chris Scarberry. And Chris, right. I think is, he wants to be on the podcast. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. So, he, yeah. Hey, Chris, Chris is the one who signed that letter right there. Yeah. He's so the Chris is, Chris is a Huntington native. Uh, he's in Illinois now and he's coming back around Easter and we're excited to, try these products out till he gets here and discuss them with him on the on the podcast and yeah. hear, hear what he has to say because i mean from the looks of everything we just received and we still have more to go i mean this looks this this is a legit company this is you know it's startup companies grow and i, I feel they're on the right path i mean everything they've everything they've sent so far is phenomenal yeah and I'm, what i'm going to do right now is hand this undercover belt back to brandon because it's too small for me <laughs> I don't think that's going to fit anybody here, honestly. No, we, we, might, we, might, we, we might be able yeah. want to use that belt as a giveaway this week. We got that's singles. Like, this is a, I think this is a two point sling here. Single, ain't it? That's, yeah, that's a single point. Yeah, and then there's your two points. So we got some slings here. We got uh, two uh, single point uh, bungee slings and two two point uh, slings. Multi cam and QD attachment. Black, is that yeah. it's No, it's like a really dark multi cam. Yeah, it's uh, that's really it's, cool it's looking. Black multi. Oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really that's cool looking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. They do all different nice. kinds of camo patterns too. I mean, even for the ladies out there that might want a pink one. Yeah, they have pink ones up on the store. You know. Yeah, and I mean, looking at these slings, do you use these at all? I do in uh, rifle matches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're they're branding on theirs. That's really cool. Yeah, it's good really legit cool. branding. The buckles uh, yeah. are solid. Yeah, I mean that looks. You said you could sit on it. Yeah, you can hang off the thing. Really. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a Facebook we'll, we'll do, Facebook we'll do, yeah. live. We'll Facebook, Facebook live after this podcast. Yeah, yeah. The two point slings are cool because they have a uh, quick adjustment uh, latches on them too. So if you need to quick deploy the firearm when you're in sling position, you just pull down the tab and firearm comes right out. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, I like that dark. That's yeah, cool. that dark, that black multicam is. I mean, that's that's it. That's that's pretty sick. And the yeah. QD mounts, there's a lot of, you can order them without mounts if you, say, have a bunch of different clips or mounts right. or anything. Uh, the QD mounts that they have on those that uh, they come with, though, are solid. Yeah. They are solid. 
Well, it's, I mean, God forbid you're in a, you know, a serious, you know, trying to save your own life or save the lives of others. You know I mean? Like, but if, if even in a match or even just on the range, pissing with gear is mm-hmm. the most, and, and those kind of deals, it's, it's, it's annoying, but like it can, it can mean the difference of living or dying if you, if you have gear, gear failures yeah. and, and it's always the little bullshit yeah. that people saved a penny on that makes things and it loses the, the whole, you know, yeah. application. And I've of, seen slings fail in matches and it's terrifying. Yeah. In the, what's supposed to be kind of a controlled environment, you know, everybody's pointing 180 yeah. degrees one direction. They go to sling that rifle down and it comes back pointing the other direction completely. Right. You know, it's terrifying yeah. because sling failure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's danger in it. There's also, you could also get yourself killed, you know, if you were engaging in something. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see good quality products, American made products, brash tactical. Thank you guys so much. I mean, brash that's, tactical, yeah. Huge shout yeah, out again to brash tactical, out. Chris Scarberry. I can't I wait to meet you, Chris. Looking forward to that for sure. Um, you know, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be awesome. So thanks again. I guess we're going into the wellness check then, eh? Yeah, let's move in that direction. All right. Well, I mean, we, we can go all, we can go over a few things this week. Uh, I personally took a hiatus from drinking this week. Nice. And, and felt I felt good, man. Yeah. Felt good, I've, man. I've done the same. I've done the same. So I've just kind of a little drying period, a little bit of a, you know, kind of reevaluate and uh, see if, I mean, things where, where things were and, you know, just kind of <laughs> looking at that and then, you know, seeing just where i want to go in in the future i I know that uh there's no real positives from overindulging so i was gonna say i think i think it's more about i've reflected on this week it's more about moderation Mm -hmm. and i just need to be a little more moderate about it yeah and that's actually as you guys know my heart that's that's the hardest thing for me to do in anything is uh, to have moderation so it's a it's a personal it's a personal challenge and uh, I kind of, I enjoy those. I mean, you think you gotta, what, you know, they teach you seek self-improvement and, uh, you know, know yourself. And it's, I kind of like this challenge. I feel good, clear in mind. Uh, the first couple of days, I'm not going to lie. were a little bit, a little bit rocky, uh, physically I felt weird because I was, you know, drying out. And, uh, I think if, if somebody w- is trying that or you know even if they were in a situation where they they literally needed to stop cold turkey i feel like if you can get through the first couple days and i'm sure that's the same with addicts that are on drugs and things i mean you know that whole detox that whole drying period um i'm not saying i was that bad i mean i wasn't like I mean, I was just going to say the way you're talking about yourself here man it sounds like you're like gonna have like liver failure well no i'm I'm actually i'm actually trying to be a little bit more uh, making it a little bit more severe to try to relate to somebody that would be going through it and putting themselves into a situation that are, you know, trying to, you know, I mean, cold Turkey kind of thing or, or, uh, or an alcoholic or stuff. I mean, we, you know, you're the media kind of force feeds that all veterans are alcoholics and, you know, drug addicts and suffering from PTSD and everybody's going through all this stuff and they're using drugs and alcohol to, to cope and, and, uh, a lot of that probably is true, but the severity I don't feel is the media or social media is, I don't think that that's their place to be able to try to, you know, diagnose that so broadly. And so I guess, again, I, I wasn't really speaking necessarily for myself, but I, but even uh, in comparison though, for me, the drinker that I am and, you know, the amount that I drink, uh, it was even tough for me the first couple of days. It, it, I just felt weird. I mean, it, it was just so I can only imagine 
how much that would be magnified in a, in a more uh, something more severe yeah. or, or in a more severe case. So I was just saying, you know, it's a uh, it's it's pretty good though to get a clear head. It's nice, you know. What I mean, so it maybe motivate somebody else to do so too. Yeah, Absolutely. I took a solid break off with before Thanksgiving, day before Thanksgiving, all the way up until well, last Friday night when you guys came in to see me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a good amount of time though, about two and a half, three months, you know, and it, cl- it clears your mind. It does. It gets, it gets you set up. Yeah, even in a week, you know, because obviously I was, last Friday was the last time I drank, and you know, it just even even in a week's time, and I, I can only imagine that that magnifies itself as as you keep going. You yeah. know, because I I really have not in my adult life spent much time completely sober you know what i mean like uh, it's even if uh i dialed my drinking back or or whatever i would have social beers or i would have you know maybe enough and i'd get buzzed or something i mean it, it was never like a, an extended period of time where i was just not drinking whatsoever and uh so it's i can imagine it probably after a couple months you'd be you know, kind of, I'd feel weird because of how well I'd be firing on all cylinders. You, you know? just don't know when to drink again. Yeah. It's like, it's, is it time to drink again? After like the first month, you're like, oh, your friend's like, oh, I'm having a drink. You want to have one? You're like, should I? <laughs> it's been this long now. Yeah. Do yeah. I do it again? You know, when do I start again? It's. Do you have some kind of inner guilt you want to tell us about right now, Yorgi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about last Friday, though, Yorgi, um, you had a restaurant in Huntington and you said you wanted to. To, to tell all of your loyal patrons something. Yeah, it's the first time anybody's used the past tense had on it. That was I'm sorry. Weird. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's that's another thing. Everybody keeps on saying you're sorry. So yeah, uh, Navarino Bay. Uh, we've closed it down this last Saturday. That's where uh, we actually did the podcast. Your first podcast, we yeah, actually we were live on location mm-hmm. there. So yeah, yep. We closed it down. You know, a combination of COVID and a bunch of other things just kind of made it to the point to where it's like you know it was time to. 20 years in the restaurant business and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I, I do. I do have a question for you on that. When you're saying other things, were you having issues getting products? Like were there, were there shortages uh, in your industry? It, you know, the shortages were sporadic and it was different things every week. It was like, Oh, you can't get to go boxes. Well, that's impossible. That's like my only business right now. What do you mean? I can't get to go boxes or you can't get, you know, calamari was one of my biggest things when the calamari <laughs> yeah, came yeah, back yeah yeah and yeah. <laughs> calamari came back it was three times the cost it was yeah, before. listen to episode eight and talk on here and find out about the calamari <laughs> so you know and then just how much everything rose in price and we're not talking about uh 10 percent, 20 percent, 30 percent i'm talking 150 200 percent on some things sure and, and you know I, i'll hit on that because I, I was just talking about it the other day about you know, the restaurants I go to, I eat local a lot. And when I go eat, you know, I've noticed in the last two years, the hike in prices mm-hmm. and, and it's restaurants have to do that, you know, yep. but at the end of the day though, no one else is making more money. So, you know, I make the same amount of money, but gas is up and food is up. I can't go out to eat. I mean, I, I have no idea where like these big chains like McDonald's or anything are at, but I'm sure their their prices have gone up as oh, well. Oh yeah, I'm sure their prices and have gone up. Yep. You know, you could take your kid to get a Happy Meal and it's ten bucks. Where'd that come from? <laughs> exactly. And it, and it cost me twelve dollars in gas just to come here, so I'm twenty two bucks for a Happy Meal. You yeah, know? and I'm sure a lot of our a lot of our listeners, like myself, uh, I feel that a lot of it is too too conveniently or it's happening too conveniently to not be almost a strategic attack. I mean, orchestrated. It, yeah. And it, and it's, 
and that's kind of the the thing like it just it, it it blows my mind to see how things work and then they they kind of use this umbrella term of inflation and, and it's like we we went from okay to worse and and then now it's hey don't worry about it, it's inflation we'll bounce back sometime but you I mean without showing a light in the tunnel you know what i mean it's it's just a yeah it's, it's a stranglehold bounce back then? yeah, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what i mean that's, you're gonna be fine guys everything's going to a price except for what you make yeah yeah yeah, yeah. everything yeah. becomes the norm it's easy know, to say yeah it's like it's easy mean, to say it but I let's mean, go, Brandon. <laughs> let's Thank you. Go. I'm surprised that didn't happen in NASCAR tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, it was, oh, I'm sure they were. Oh. I'm sure they were screaming it. But yeah, you know, it just I, it's it sucks in a way. And you know, I, I understand that you were tired in that. I mean, I loved your place. It was food was phenomenal. And it just the things though that sit wrong with me or is is the fact that of that stranglehold, you know, and and all that just kind of the way it's, it comes down the line and, and it just it, it impacts everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, your your restaurant closing impacts me. You know, yeah. and it just and that's just it's I mean, that's just facts. So it's a uh, and in the community of Huntington, and you can see and, it you can see it so clearly from a from a perspective in a small town how politics can kill a small business. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's what it was. A hundred percent, what it and was. And it's happened yeah. across the board, everywhere. I mean, there's no really hiding it anymore. It's yeah. just it's out in the open. Sure, and I had a lot of love and support too from the community the last three days after I announced that I was closing. I mean, I had been busier in those last three days than I had been in the last you know, several months. So it was yeah. great seeing everybody come out, you know, you know, for that one last time and everything. So big thanks to all of Huntington for that. So that was really nice. It really meant a lot to me and my family to see how much people actually did love the restaurant. So, yeah. and what, what's your, uh, what's your future endeavor aside besides being a, our producer, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a lot of producing lately between you guys, uh, our friend Nira, you know, my hot mama, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, I'm getting back into the, uh, design world again. Okay. I'm going back into design and engineering. So I'll be doing a lot of that here within the coming months. So Very cool. that's awesome. a steady everyday job. Cool. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna work somewhere? Or are you gonna start your own? Yeah, now I'm working with a company called Sinorama. Okay, so, yeah, you might be familiar. In Lavalette, they, not Lavalette, in, uh, South Point. Yeah. yeah, South Point. Yeah, they put up damn near everything now. So <laughs> it's a great company. Yeah, to is put, that put in the door with? Was it? What's it? Who's Kincaid? Right? Kincaid. Yeah, yeah Kincaid. Yeah. Bernard. Yeah. Right? Bernard. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah, uh, good dude. I've yeah, known him for years. He's been chomping at the bit for me to come work for him for the last three or four years. Yeah, so, so. yeah. I mean, that's a great place. He's a great guy. Yeah. I, it's very. I think that company is a very family type. Oh, they're uh, super family. Yeah. And uh, we we used him for Marshall for yeah. every, everything we did for Marshall Athletics. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, we love everything. Now you'll did, be going so. through me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, it's real exciting to get back into that world and you know have time for other things, family. You know. My daughter, the most important thing in my life right now, you know, I always wanted a son, but never knew that having a girl was going to do what that did to me. It's like, you know what? Maybe I didn't want a son. Is, is, that, what, <laughs> is that what turned you into a competitive shooter? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my, my dad said he he's always told me he wished he had all daughters. I tell you That's what, kind of weird. I didn't I didn't get that yeah, right now. But you know, that means we, I we thought we were destined to have boys because my entire mom's side of my family boys, the dad's side of the family boys, my mom was considered. You know, she thought we one hundred percent we were going to have a boy, and she was okay with it. It's a grandchild. What's she going to be? When we found out it was a girl, my mom cried for the first time. I think I saw her cry, <laughs> tears of joy that we were having a girl. So yeah, having girls is different. And I don't know. I know. You, both of you. I got think all what boys has a saying. I got all boys. Yeah, I got all boys. I think the saying goes, 
a son is a son until he takes a wife, a daughter's a daughter for life. Yeah, exactly. You're a very blessed man to have a daughter. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle, but proudest moment the other day, I was putting together a little rolly cart to go behind a lawnmower for my dad, and she was sitting there with me, picks up a screwdriver, puts that Phillips head screwdriver right in the Phillips head hole and <laughs> starts screwing. I was like, yeah. I had never showed her this a day yeah. in my life. I was like, I, I couldn't be prouder, right? <laughs> my life is complete. Now I need to teach her how to hold a gun and shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> That'll come for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's not going to get away with not being a competitive shooter probably. At yeah, no, sure. no, no. Stepdaughter, on the other hand, I took her out shooting once. It was it was a good time. Uh, just a twenty two, you know, yeah. bolt action twenty two. Did a lot of dry firing, just laying down, dry firing, laying down, dry firing. Not a single issue. Once I loaded a magazine in there with an actual bullet, it took about 10 minutes to convince her to pull the damn trigger. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just a little hesitant, huh? She, she was. And it was kind of sweet. She was afraid that there might have been somebody down the range. You know, I was like, hey, you know, we're in an active, you know, private range. If there's somebody down there, they know they're not supposed to be. They probably deserve to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a 22. They'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we need to talk about something big that happened today. Uh, I know a couple of us, well, actually all four of us here witnessed the finale, but uh, I sat down and watched my first NASCAR race today, like sat down and watched the whole thing like it was a sporting event because I'm, I'm just, I have this empty spot in my heart well, right I think now. Well, I think a lot of people listening right now are going to say, well, actually, Brandon, it is a sporting event because, I mean, it depends what side of the fence you're on as far sure. as, like, different things. I mean, you can say this isn't a sport or that isn't a sport, but you got to consider there's a lot of athletic talent on that track that's sitting in those cars. And, and not even that, but the pit crews. I mean, them dudes are flying around. The, the hand-eye coordination that it requires, you know, the different things like that. So uh, I'm going to go on the side of NASCAR is, in fact, a sport. It Absolutely. just has a – and what I mean by like a sporting event is, you know, a lot of a lot of people watch football. So I have a I have empty spot in my heart because. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, have, try that again. I have an empty spot in my heart because football's over. So and you know I I choose my hometown team. So I sat down on NASCAR and I really didn't understand this morning when we started. And the longer we watched. You know, you look at the race teams in there. You saw, you saw the teammates working for each other. You saw all this stuff, and it made it was. I mean, John even said, I mean, I didn't know it was this technical. You know, everything is. Just, I, I always thought of NASCAR as people driving real fast and making left turns. Right, right. So until know, after, today, it changed after watching yeah. it today, I think we. I'm getting a whole jumpsuit, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the whole suit. Yeah, I just, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch a couple more, and then I'm gonna decide who I like. You know. Well, I gotta get. I also, I mean, because I, I was here watching it too, and I've. I used to use it back in the day as on a Sunday, I'd put it on and I would fall asleep to it, kind of nurse a hangover or whatever, going back to that wellness check. Yeah. Uh, maybe I had do have a drinking problem, but uh, you know, but going you know Sunday, it was a nice uh, kind of thing to do, kind of like watching a golfing uh, you know golf on TV. I could literally watch the beginning, see everybody kind of jockey for position and kind of deal with their shit, and then I would like fall asleep, wake up. And see the end, you yeah. know. So it was like a, it was a cool thing. I'd see all the hype stuff in, in uh, at the end and the beginning. But today, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, uh, and I kind of give credit to the announcers and like the coverage. Like they were informational. They kind of kept you 
right? They it, broke it, it down. It, they broke it down it, for it, us dummies. Yeah, for I all mean, the dummies in my basement today, it, we for, understood. I mean, the heart rate thing I thought was the heart rate super was crazy. Cool. Yeah. You know, just seeing these guys go 198 miles an hour, three inches from each other, and their heart rates at like 90. Like, I, I mean, I just, I literally moved my headphones just now, and my heart rate's at 95. You know, I mean, these guys are phenomenal the way that they handle, the, how resilient they are, the way they handle and manage the stress of that. Because you know, they're, you're going 198 miles an hour, you're dealing with G-force, you're dealing with bank, you're dealing with everything. It's throwing your body around, and your heart's at 90. Well, and, you know, th- like, talking about that, the, the thing that got me is because I again I haven't I haven't seen much of it lately. I mean, I'll, you'd hear their names, watch Sports Center, kind of hear whatever. But you know, when I think back to watching NASCAR, even back then, or in, as a kid, just kind of seeing it around and stuff, all the drivers seemed like they were sixty years old. These dudes <laughs> are did. like these dudes are like twenty. Yeah, the guy who won today is twenty three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was you, a nineteen year old racing, 20, a twenty one year old too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, and I so know. like I look back and I'm like. Man, how, you know, I look back at the racers. Where's Dale at? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they all look like old, gristled men, yeah. you know. And now, it's like this young man sport, and they've actually kind of, they've they've kind of made it that way. You yeah, say that, the old grizzled men. The, the first picture that comes to mind is Richard Petty. Sure, that, and, and, and he has a race team. All those you know? guys. Yeah. I mean, now he owns a race team. And what's cool is, you know, there was uh, Michael Jordan owns a, a, a oh, car I, this, or a team. Uh, well, let me jump in it? right there. Uh, who won today? Huh. Uh, or some who, other who, who, who won who won the bet today? Oh, John won the bet. Thank, right. you. Thank you. He picked Michael Jordan's race team with Bubba Wallace driving. Yeah. But I, and there was another NBA player who owned a team. I mean, there was some names and some really some people are really getting into this. And I think with those guys getting into it with names like that behind the sport, it it makes it more appealing to people. Well, and you had one hundred and fifty thousand people in the sold out. A, a, yes. Yeah. And, you, and that 23-year-old who won today, that 19-year-old who raced, do you think he's not going out in Daytona? Do you think he's getting carded? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean he, he probably will never see the street. I mean, he's, the party's going to be insane yeah. right there in the infield or whatever. But it's like, you know, you, you just that kind of seeing the young generation, I mean, that, that's that got to make a bunch of young fans. And, and you know, I always thought it was, <laughs> to be stereotypical, kind of going with the Appalachian theme of everybody thinks – people in Appalachia are no teeth and they, you know, bib overalls, no shirt, and they're just drinking moonshine and Mountain Dew and watching NASCAR. And watching NASCAR. And it's like, it goes perfect with this podcast and, and how NASCAR. I was just about to say, don't the, we don't we do this? Thing. But I mean, like this. <laughs> minus the teeth part. It goes, it, I mean, it just kind of goes perfect, though. When you think about, I, I'm guilty at a point in my life of having a negative stereotype to NASCAR and its fans. Yeah. And they would show the crowd, and it looked like every age and every demographic of people, you know, and probably of every social class. So I was it, guilty it was just, of that till today. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Uh, uh, what an eye-opener. Just, you know, Daytona 500, everyone's heard about it. You know, there's no one. I mean, if you're an American, you haven't heard of Daytona 500. You're obviously not listening to our podcast anyway because you have zero electricity. <laughs> or, you know, you, anywho, move to Canada. Yeah. yeah. Any, anyways, you know, everyone knows about the Daytona 500 and what a big race that is. And you know, the kid who won today, that was his first win. That was his yeah. first. Yeah, win. it's like you're 23. You just hit the pinnacle of your sport. Bye. Now like, what? retire, yeah. bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got it. They got to win the championship now. Yeah, we we got to. I'm gonna look his name. Yeah, up. we were we were we, we were shoot. actually googling all of that today, figuring out how the points were. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> also, it's wild. Also, it gave me hope in the fact that 
looking at all the different weird ass sponsors and things that were out there, I feel like Grunts and Appalachia could possibly have a NASCAR oh gosh, at some point. Amazing. Why Black Rifle, more Black small Rifle Coffee on hey, NASCAR. Is my Black, question. Black Rifle <laughs> Coffee Company. They got a car. Yeah, they yeah. went public the other day. Yeah, I know. Did they yeah. really? They went public. That was a big deal. Apparently, uh, one of the owners dropped the f bond. F bomb on uh, live TV, which was kind of fun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so the winning at the NYSC, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, shout out to at Austin Sindrick for winning the Daytona 500. Uh, your first win, you know. You look on Twitter right now, and it's checkered flag. The rookie does it. He won Daytona 500, and you know some of those guys. They showed some of those stats, like. This was their they've seventeenth seventeenth running the Daytona. They've won the like cup. They won the whole thing, and we don't know the lingo yet, so don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> but you know these guys have won multiple times, but never won at Daytona. And I don't know what it, we got to do a on-site podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's just we're doing a NASCAR. These young drivers too is it's where it's at. And I remember when yep. Joey Logano came up, and he was nineteen at the time, I think, and he was winning. Dude, here's he my question: Where up. do they find the drivers? Like, where do they come from? These dirt tracks around here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like, speedway. You know, like you know, uh, my my buddy, I mean, he races and, and he goes all over. I mean, and they just and actually, you heard Tony Stort talking about a couple of the drivers, and he's like, man, we he was a modified, you know, dirt guy, and then then went to asphalt, and then they, we just couldn't pass him up, and we got him in the system, got him in the program, and then they put him on these under series, these you know. Like uh, they still have Arca and stuff like yeah. that, you know, like in these or truck series and stuff, and they yeah. they race these, and they it's just like anything else. It's kind of like graduating high school, going to college, playing there. You know what I mean? And, and it, or like it's more probably like baseball, where you go into the farm, farm system, system and then you, you work your there. way through the farm system until you get called to the show. And I say it's more like going and playing Canadian baseball and then coming <laughs> to the American farm system because you, you're doing a different discipline. Yeah, when you you're know going what? Up. What kind of makes me sad about hearing how that process works. And it goes hand in hand with, with you said, Brandon, with big names getting involved, big money is going to be taking young kids that have some potential and right. training them yeah, and right. train them. And then the kid that is the mechanic out in Wayne, West Virginia, that <laughs> yeah. had the possibility of being a NASCAR driver now probably will be disqualified from it because he can't afford to go to the schools that NASCAR's pulling from. That's the only thing I see going in the future. Well, it's, I mean, but uh, even at, even on a small scale, I mean, it's. There, there. I mean, it's just like anything else. There's sponsors and there's things yeah. like that. I mean, it's not a, it's not a like, hey, we just slapped this shit together and now I'm going to go race on Saturday at Portsmouth. I mean, it, there's a lot of money, a lot of time. I mean, uh, uh, there's sponsorship money. I mean, there's t- the tires and everything else. So, I mean, you got to kind of already be in that pipeline to even be competitive on that small scale. And then to keep winning, that's when you, as you win, the sponsors come, the things come. So uh, that that's kind of the way, I mean, the cycle goes. I mean, it's not it's not really pushing anybody out. It's just you got to be fast and you got to be better than everybody else. And and then then you get the reward. And you know, it's not like so if you're good, you'll get that you'll get there. Yeah. But it's it's these young kids that start out racing go karts at four years old, and I mean. And you'd probably be hard pressed to not find somebody on that race today that didn't have a connection somewhere that made it that far. So it's like, hey, my my uncle's brother, or my uncle's cousin used to be the Jack Man for Rusty Wallace in 1990, and now he calls up a race team and says, hey, my 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 brother or my cousin's nephew is fast. It's all about and, connection. Yeah, yeah. And, and I that's get so. It. Yeah. 
there's there, I'm sure there's politics in it, just like everything else. When you're talking about that kind of money and that, you know, and I mean, I'm sure. It, I mean, I don't know that, but it's probably a billion dollar industry, right? I mean, everything yeah. everything oh, I yeah. know about NASCAR till today, I got from Days of Thunder, <laughs> Rubbins Racing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What and, about and, Talladega Nights? Uh, <laughs> I think we're some of that stuff is real. The point I, system in Talladega Nights is real. I, I want to go fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'll, I'll, you I'll, first I'll tell last, you, right? you know, what's cool looking today is, you know, the technology in these cars now. And, I mean, it's a damn spaceship. I mean, you look in there and that, I mean, you know, I remember <laughs> like 80s where Dale... Dale Sr.'s driving with, like, an arm out the window, smoking a cigarette. And that old, and that old like, Monte yeah. Carlo. Yeah. Like, going around the track, smoking a stove. Literally wearing sunglasses, yeah. not, like, goggles. Right, like, like, that, we went from that to you literally get in a, strap in a spaceship yeah. and go, and, you know, everything on that car is, you know, millions of dollars. Yeah. And it, it's just, I think it's the technology, the people behind it, it's, it's cool. It's fun. I'm in it. Uh... Bristol's doing a night dirt race this year. That's going to be solid. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a sick one. I mean, and like, and going with what you were saying there, I think that the the sport has also kind of maybe changed to the athletes that are now driving these cars because you see, back in the day, you weren't watching a car all, literally touching the other one's bumper and the, and running like that. I mean, it was it was I mean it was the same premise and the same thing, but the, the races are tighter. Yeah. These these dudes are. Uh, getting more out of these cars it's i mean it was just it was an impressive thing to watch i mean it was i think i think we actually got to see a pretty damn good race to to kind of come back into it or or, you know open our eyes so we were i think we were kind of kind of spoiled with this race i mean i I think too you know knowing our audience knowing you know where we're at what we stand for grunts and appalachia you know it was born in charlotte you know nascar was born in charlotte that's right here that's our region that's running moonshine yeah that's so so that's people you know hey if you're a listener and you know we're wrong we're right you disagree agree let us know man i mean you know someone's gonna listen to this and they're gonna be drinking a mountain don't having a pepperoni roll (laughs) talking about these guys are idiots and i need to tell them what's straight well do it they do it tell us what's straight yeah you won't. Yeah. Yeah, we'll you, find you. you. Yeah, so, you so now now Grunts and Appalachia's one of our goals is to have a sponsored NASCAR. Oh yeah, yeah. Just so we can be a sticker on top of that thing. Just so we can be in the infield. I mean, we're talking like a fuel cap sticker. Let's let's be realistic and honest there. Here's how here's how it's gonna here's how it's gonna start. Um you know, my, the company I work for, Finish Line Concrete. Uh, I know Brandon, the owner, my boss. Uh, he's a dirt track modified racer. I'm gonna get a sticker on his car. I'm gonna get one of Yorgi's stickers designs, and we're gonna put it on his car. I'll have to probably work off the sponsorship or something, some yeah. free hours or whatever. Yeah. But uh, we'll start there. See where it goes. I, I know Courtney, um, Courtney Smith, Brandon's wife. She listens to our podcast. She's a religious listener to it. So, uh, Courtney, this is me saying, Hey, we want to get a grunts and Appalachia sticker. Uh, and she's the boss anyway. So, I mean, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, Brandon, yeah, if Brandon don't want it, we'll get it on there anyway. Right. I'll, go, I'll go through Courtney, but, uh, that's where we're going to start. We'll get a nice little, 
something, a little high vis something, uh, Grunts in Appalachia, and it'll be flying. And he's good as hell too. So well, he, he I, I, I think the sticker good. should say Grunts in yeah. Appalachia out, and it should go on the back. That way everyone <laughs> that, has to read yeah. it. Like that, on the way out. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Courtney's gonna like that, and so will Brandon. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> and that's actually gonna get probably our best uh, exposure too, because Brandon does win a lot. So yeah, that's uh, good. So that's, everyone has to read it. It goes on the back of the card. It's like Grunts in Appalachia out. Yeah, we'll work on that. We can do that. And I know, I know some people. I know a guy up. that can make that happen. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I know some guys growing up that uh, big into racing. A couple are down in Florida. One of them has family tied to NASCAR too. So you know, hey, we'll work it up and get it out there. Goals, yeah, well, goals. You know, there's a. I'm going to Charlotte this summer. We do an event down there called Mud Bugs for Maddie. It's a pretty solid event. I think we should have. I don't want to talk about it because I think that's a great podcast. So we'll talk about that later. But. Uh, there's a guy who comes down there who's the NASCAR safety guy, and he hangs. I see him every year down there, minus COVID. We haven't done it, but I, that's our in right there. You know, yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I mean, I'd hate to have to fly on Michael Jordan's plane to a to the next NASCAR race because <laughs> as long as it's not the one that was in LA, it was a quarter yeah. mile track. I have a sticker on a valve cap because like, yeah. that's all we can afford. If I see MJ, I'm checking rock, dude. You better, you better be ready, MJ. I want to put Grunts and Appalachia on my next jersey too, so that way <laughs> yeah. you get a little bit of that tiny exposure. I'm yeah, in. I'm in, dude. Anywhere, anywhere, anybody wants to put it, let's yeah. do. It. Just start slapping, slapping it everywhere. It everywhere, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I, I, and that's marketing. You know, that's that's marketing. Just throw it everywhere. <laughs> the the more you, the more you see something, the more you want. to We try got something. plenty of brash tactical stickers. Just yeah, I mean that's on. why yeah. that's why there's a pile of stickers sitting yeah, here because right. you put them on something, somebody notices it, even if you know. And when I was in the hunting industry, you know, we had stickers and we gave them out to our hunters. We gave them out at shows. And sometimes you'd see it slapped on the mirror in the bathroom at the show. Yep. But, yeah. you know, once I got over the fact that I'm like, I realized that that actually still someone's going to see that. Yep. Maybe someone's going to see that yeah. and stop by my booth and book a hunt. Who knows? But it's just, it's, uh, it's cheap. It's, it's excellent marketing. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a cool thing. And, and something... In, in like uh, like the podcast, for instance, I mean, it's unique enough that somebody's going to ask about it. And if one person listens and, and becomes a follower, they tell somebody and it just kind of spitballs. So yep. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, me too. For sure. I so think that would work out good. So we're, we're thinking like something like this for the gas cap. Yeah, that might, yeah, that might be a small one. No one's John, ever going to be able to read it. John, you're shooting for the moon with that, bud. <laughs> are, are we going half like, this? Like, you, know, you know when you cut half your the gas cap. You know when you cut your pinky nail, like the size of the, the nail the that sliver, comes up, the sliver? sliver yeah. That's what we're looking at, okay. you know? Okay. <laughs> we're just going to cover a bolt hole. Well, I mean, those, those drivers get close enough to each other, they'll be able to read it. Right. Yeah. No, there was a guy who flipped today, so we'll just we'll get like a free... On the bottom? Yes, on the bottom. Like, hey, man, <laughs> like if we give you 10 bucks, can we put a sticker on the bottom of your car? Like oh, yeah. and we're watching the race now, hoping he flips. <laughs> yeah, well, That's the way to do it. I mean, yeah, we're sponsoring with Grunts and Appalachia's one rivet. You know what I mean? <laughs> one rivet. One rivet. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to design a rivet sticker. I, just yeah. so you know. I mean, I, I like the flipping over idea, though. I think, yeah, because yeah. I think I don't we have that one guy that we're watching. Yeah, go, we don't want anybody flipping. Yeah, no, we can't be wit- hoping they flip, man. That's not our, if we're sponsoring them. Yeah, that's that's our driver. <laughs> I mean, they're not spaceships, though, bro. Like those things are. They probably go faster than my car upside down that's why i, I, I was at, the worst driver get him the sponsor for the flip you know yeah. as i was watching it today i, I kind of realized with the crowd and everything that the wrecks are kind of like hockey fights some uh, people just go to watch the wrecks 100%. yeah 100 yeah i mean I, here's the thing is how much budweiser was drank there today 
150,000 people. I feel like a lot of bush light. Okay, bush yeah, light. you know. That's a real, like, NASCAR. is, you know. <laughs> no, that's, that's drugs. But the, ne- like, the, uh, <laughs> the bush light is a very, very NASCAR beer. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I'll stereotype that all day. For sure, bush light. Shout nat- out to, natural shout, light. Shout out, shout out to Craig Schaefer. Who yeah, is yeah, a bush yeah, light yeah. aficionado? Yeah. He's Sorry. drinking one as we speak somewhere. He's a NASCAR fan. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure is. about that. Yeah. I think no, he is. He is, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a NASCAR fan. <laughs> Has been dedicated, loyal follower. Look, for look at us, years. though. Like we just literally are kind of talking. Down. Yeah, he is a he's a NASCAR fan. Like he is. Like it, it's it's like shocking and stuff. So it's just funny. <laughs> like yeah. You know. Well, I actually used to get shocked when I when people would tell me they're NASCAR fans because I'd look at him and be like, "You're." Seriously, you watch you watch people drive in a circle like for hours. So it doesn't seem very fun to me. But I mean, I wouldn't have taken you that way. I don't know where I was going with that, but I've always had that stigma about NASCAR until yeah. today. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It's always a good race. It's always a good race to watch. So. It's a good Sunday filler too, because I mean. Hey, come over. NASCAR's on. We're gonna watch. It. Everyone's gonna bet a dollar or whatever buy we do. Eighty-five dollars worth of Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're gonna bet. We're gonna bet on. We're gonna pick someone and bet on them. You know. And now I'm in. I'm intrigued. I want to watch it. But also, hey, we're gonna have food. We're gonna have you know social time with something in the background, which is the same as going to see a band you don't really know. You know, that's just background noise so that you can socially hang out. And I think that. I don't know. That's, that's usually that's, fo- that's like usually football. It's like usually football, football game, but nobody's yeah. paying attention yeah. to it. Right. You, know, you, right. You, can, you can turn your head for a second. You're not going to miss anything. Right. Yeah. It's any sporting event. Yeah. You're really there for the social aspect of it. Yeah. And that's kind of background noise. And you know, I don't want to say that sporting events are background noise. We love, we love our sports. We love our NASCAR. We love all that. But it's great to have something that brings people together. You know, especially today, seeing 150,000 people at a NASCAR event, maskless, maskless, like living life again, like what yeah. a what a breath of fresh air. Yeah, of course it cost them a million dollars to get there because gas is out of control and you know hamburger meat is. Ridiculous. I just said I just said yeah. maskless, and it made me think of one last thing I'd like to touch on. Um, we want you to know. I don't know how you guys feel, but in Canada, I stand with the people of Canada, and the cops up there are doing a dirty thing to them. Yeah, and this is the first time I've seen first responders act about as inappropriately as you possibly can. I mean, it was—it's an awful situation, and my heart goes out to you guys. The like, big thing on the people in Canada, up in Canada too, because I mean, they got balls. They man. got they, balls <laughs> to do what they did. I mean, and just going in, we're locking it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the most Canadian way possible. <laughs> right. yeah, oh, sorry, my trucks broke down. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it just and but like then you look at overall Canada as a country. I mean, it's not it's not you know very violent, and it's not like this. They kind of get that soft reputation, and it's like so you got these first responders in the same hand that are doing this job that you know they have no experience with. They they don't know, and it's like what's being said. You don't know what's being said. You don't know what's going on. And I mean, the, it, it just shows that how fast something can turn and spiral out of control, Yeah. you know, in, in this country there, there's, there's threats of it and there's these little uh, pockets of that kind of shit happening. And it's like, and it, and it relative, it gets some media coverage and it gets snuffed out and put out, but like, it's big news there because it's just like, what the hell Canada's having beef right now. You know, it's are just our yeah. silent neighbor to the North. And it, so right. it's, it's kind of weird. And it, it would probably be tough at the same time, kind of playing devil's advocate there to be, you know, you might not like what you're doing, but you got to go out there kind of like us in the military. You know, we, well, that's, that's what I was talking about. When I say I, I, I love first responders, I love the police, I love them all, but 
I like to, th- I look at this situation that's going on, and all I can think is this is how easily somebody will follow an order that they know is morally incorrect. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I was watching it, and I was watching it unfold, and I was like, this is wrong. Like, this is just wrong how they're doing it. I'd, I'd be willing to bet it's happened at this table. Yeah, and, and here's the too. thing, you know, and that's the thing, uh, you know, we could go down on this, we can maybe not go down on it, but, you know, you take your oath that you're, you know, you're going to do what's morally right, but sometimes what's doing morally wrong is years of courts and years of if you stand up for what's morally right, so, you know, down the line, people always do what, uh, well, he's telling me to do it, so it's not me doing it, I have to do it, yeah. otherwise I have to go through years of you know, ramification of I'd made a choice right here and now all of a sudden I'm, you know, I'm shunned. When it goes to good, it also goes to good, uh, you know, something that the Marine Corps started when we first went in was cohesion. So you, once that, like you establish cohesion with your fellow Marines and then the leadership was actually given a longer face time with the junior uh, Marines. And, and, and so like it allowed good leadership to steer morally sure. and have a little bit more of that uh, being able to to steer as opposed to like, hey, bam, you're, you're popped into this and it's just kind of like it's more of a direction than a, than a steering. And then uh, it, it, I think it's sometimes it's structured with other people with the wide shoulders up high that don't care and they're absorbing that and it becomes almost – you know, accepted and understood, and it and it's and it's definitely what I saw a lot of it, it being dumbed down, the, the 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 morality of it all being dumbed down, so that in hopes that you know, stupid PFC Kingsley isn't gonna think this far into it, he's just gonna do what he's told, right? And 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 like it gets that they hope things get lost in translation, and they don't really sometimes care the overall after. You know, math of what that what that causes for people and, and what that brings around that would have been good for the wellness check but yeah. you know so again like I said these guys that are up there stomping dudes out and dudes are riding horses trampling on people and I mean they're going home at night and who knows what they're thinking you know what I mean it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah, and it, 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 it's it, a mess you know so it comes to that oath you know you take an oath are you taking an oath to yourself are you taking an oath to your first line leader are you taking an oath to your second line what is that oh are you taking an oath to America you know what is when you take this oath like what are you really taking are you taking an oath to yourself that you're gonna always do what's right because it's not always in a, it's not always an option that's correct because yeah. you know what I mean you are you're told what to do and, you know, if you don't know the big picture, the whole picture, you don't know if what you're told to do is right or wrong. So well, I think d- this I think this falls in line with them not teaching civics enough in school because you give your oath to the Constitution and the Constitution dictates how you're how you can and how you cannot act, even with people outside the country. And, and if you're in the military, you're supposed to read your ROEs. You're supposed sure. to follow them. But if you look at these things and they're blatantly not in line with what you gave an oath to. You have a moral obligation. Now, granted, I'm not even saying I would do it because I probably wouldn't have done it. No. I wouldn't have done it. You do it yourself. It takes it takes it takes the senior leadership to see it. And they're the ones that are supposed to catch it yeah. and understand it and and take the brunt of it on their shoulders. Like that's the, like look, I'm sorry, sir, we cannot follow that order because well, it's and, not yeah. right. You know, yeah. Human you know, humans are pack animals and obviously <laughs> if we're in a pack in the military and you're doing what you're told, you're you're good. You know, you get someone's proud of you for what you did. You want that feeling 
because that's socially what we want in life. Mm-hmm. And it's hard Acceptance. to it's hard to go against what someone says if you know it's wrong because you don't you won't get what you want. And what you want is you did a great job. I'm proud of you. You want that feeling. You want those chemicals in your body to, you know, overload off someone telling you you did good. Someone telling you instead of I disagree with you because now you're like I said it's you know you're shunned. Oh, that guy's a pussy. You know, get rid of him. He doesn't want to do what we want. And it's it's hard, man. It's a it's a yeah, this word doesn't fit, but it's cattywampus. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word of the day, by the way. That's the that's the word of the day. Yeah. You know, they they preach to us all the time. They said, hey, you know, it's better to be tried by twelve than carried, carried by, by six. six. Yeah. But it's like you know, and that's it's universal in a lot of things, and I'm sure a lot of listeners have heard that saying and stuff. But it's like if you if you're ever just sitting there alone and think about what that really means, I mean, that's pretty heavy. Mm. You know, and and if you're a 20 year old kid a 40 year old man a 18 year old kid whatever i mean it's still there's a there's a heaviness to that statement because it could really i mean no matter what you choose you know it's it's gonna impact you uh in in multiple ways so it's just it's an ignorant it's an ignorant and ugly situation and that's just one of them that's happening right now and it's unfortunate there's another really ignorant situation happening here but we'll we'll talk about that next (laughs) yeah i mean there's just there's a lot of it going on and it just gets uglier and more ignorant uh, as as time progresses and it's just kind of a scary thing and it goes with you know these tactical companies you know if you're you know start arming yourself start protecting yourself you know uh, make you and yours safe uh, learn how to implement the the gear that brash tactical and these other companies mos tactical what they what they have out there to help aid in that process you know uh, go to the range um, you know enjoy yourself maybe get into the competitive side of it and see that use that as a, a venting way way to vent and way to you know uh better yourself and and to still have that competition mm-hmm. and uh and be competitive i mean there's just there's so much out there that you can do that is not only fun and educational but at the same time uh preventative and you know life experience yeah like real yeah. life so, it's, and, and i actually classify that as a real education like that's education. Oh, that yeah, hundred percent. But Yorgi, we love having you on, brother. I love being here it's every a, time. It's a great time, man. Well, yeah. And, and Yorgi, I mean, since you've been on here, you know how we how we end this. <laughs> so you're you're involved in this uh, uh, when we sign off. So uh, <laughs> grunts, grunts and Appalachia out. out.